0: Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew.
1: This is Josh. I'm Eric. Correctly going third this time. <laughs> You're not supposed to point it out. No, but I'm so excited. we screwed. <laughs> I was going to say we've screwed it up. Let's be honest. I've screwed it up several times. So here's this, and uh, feeling good.
2: It is Thursday, July nineteenth, twenty eighteen, and we'll be chatting about movies from the twentieth through the twenty-sixth. We were just chatting about. What we were just we were just chatting about I guess uh,
1: lawsuits in some ways. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, we were,
2: Andrew pointed out that Mr. Rogers could have been rich, and er, er, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he
1: must be. Well, I mean, he must be dead. Well, they they
2: sort of yes. talk about how like he wasn't rich.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm sure, like when you're working for public television, yeah, I, I have no concept. Like I'm sure he was doing fine. Yeah, but is that. $100,000 yeah, yeah. a year? Is it a like, living
1: wage or is it like a bawling wage, you know? Just yeah. tossing money around? It's obviously not, but.
2: I'm sure. And, and then I said, like, that's why you see so much Sesame Street merch, not because they're sellouts per se, but because every time you see Elmo shoes and diapers and talking Elmos, all
0: that money goes to pay the cast and the crew and the Muppet people and everything. The point is, he could have sold himself out and put his image on everything and become a multi-millionaire but obviously that wasn't he wasn't going to do that no
1: and I respect that, you know, that it meant that much to him because it's, like, pretty wild to see. I mean, even in retrospect, he'd probably still be like, no, nah, I had a good life. That's It's cool.
0: Did I heard that Burger King did some sort of Mr. Rogers ripoff. Oh, I don't know. That wasn't in the doc. <laughs> Maybe it was the the King. Like, the King, they did some, was it like a King Friday kind oh, of thing? Oh, could have been. Mr. Yeah, 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 And Rangers they had to stop doing it because he wasn't happy about that. Yes,
2: man. In the documentary, they show Eddie Murphy and they show Johnny Carson making fun of him. yeah. Jim Carrey
0: on In Living Color. And one of
2: his crew members said he had a good sense of humor as long as it wasn't... Hurtful. Like, hurtful, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is fair. Like, I I can respect that. I mean, it's so cool to think about, like, trailers like him and Jim Henson and just, like, how far that's gone now, regardless of how much more you could have made.
2: And the documentary, which we can still talk about because we're holding it over for a second week. Oh, excellent. I'm not going to be surprised if we hold it over for a third week because it's doing so well. It essentially was an Ottawa premiere because it only screened at a multiplex in Canada. And if you're not familiar with <laughs> Ottawa's geography, that's really far away and technically yeah. Ottawa, but like on the most border part of yeah. Ottawa that could be
1: Ottawa. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, that is not easy to get to. Like even it's like in a complex and that parking not, lot is yeah.
2: brutal. And not in the art house fair, but because they have 30 screens, they just mm. put that stuff on. So. It's not the Ottawa premiere, but it essentially is, because <laughs> Kanata used to be a different city. <laughs> but, it still kind of is. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's at
1: least the downtown premiere. <laughs> oh yeah, for
2: sure. I did grow up on Mr. Rogers. Me too. He, Me too. He didn't stop making new shows till 2001, so I was well into adulthood post-college by the time he went off the air. Mm-hmm. But there was some stuff that I just didn't remember through the eyes of a kid, of how how like fight the power he was and how crazy some of his shows were is like to do a show about divorce or to do really tackle racism or yeah. assassinations like it yeah, yeah. is
1: pretty crazy Yeah. yeah like one where he was wearing like the Black Panther costume yeah. I mean, like, this is just weird but I guess I'll go with it I mean it's Mr. R what are you doing? what I couldn't figure out
2: and it's when you like overthink a kid's show but every episode begins with him walking up to his own house you kinda of see him walk through the window mm-hmm. and he comes in, greets you, and then the show commences. Wait a minute. Why Wait. are we in his house? I assume like... we broke in and like he was just cool <laughs> with it because we were kids. Yeah, Cause... we were like house guests or something.
0: But I don't it didn't seem like the house where he lived, it seemed like the place where he hung out. For, so for the day and Like then, his breakfast you know, room or He probably had a condo Somewhere else See I thought he was bit.
1: Coming home from work He was an accountant Or something And then just then he just assumed came. That part he Could have been a painter Or I guess something I could see him being A real Ross. Yeah, nice Bob Ross painter. Yeah, yeah. The Bob Ross. Very similar you yeah. know. A really good documentary And I love that Andrew I think you did this
2: Put the tissues out front with Yeah A little sign That is the sign of how a small business cares about you more than a big business because if yeah. you were seeing this at Canada, I guarantee you they wouldn't be like here we have tissues for you yeah, because yeah. you're going to be crying just go to the bathroom and take some <laughs> yeah. you know, paper towel
1: I didn't even know what well when I first saw them like they were just left out from a previous show so I didn't yeah. know what it was for and I was like Andrew are these for like the Guardians or something ah, like ha-ha. what is this and, but it's already yeah. like
0: <laughs>
2: The stuff I like about social media is people taking pictures of that and putting it on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, people were people doing that? A couple people, yeah. Oh, cool. And I love that. I think that's very Because
0: they were doing that at the Alamo Draft House was doing that. And oh, yeah. I thought like, oh we there's probably gonna be people needing yeah. tissues after. At the Andrew Draft House. And yeah, and maybe <laughs> even after First Reformed. Yeah.
2: It's possible. I'm gonna see that right now, as soon as like, this podcast is over. I did
0: a triple bill the other day and did I love first that. first <laughs> reformed. And then Mr. Rogers, which you kind of need to, it kind of helps to watch Mr. Rogers after First Reform. Yeah. Which, right. First Reform's excellent, by the way. And then but it's a tough watch. And yeah. then Pulp Fiction, yeah. So, Man, a nice little. A, we were just talking about what a variety. great
1: bill that was. I didn't know you actually did it. Yeah. That's incredible. And I never do that. That's, well, it's hard. That's like, oh my God, what is that, like it's eight hours? Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't. Feel like even Pulp Fiction, which is that'd long. be like six hours, right? Something which like is that. long, didn't feel long. Yeah.
1: Like... I was trying to factor the middle parts in, but I yeah. guess we don't really count those as much because you can get up and walk around. But but no, Pulp Fiction, See, yeah, it doesn't feel as long as it there's is. There's a
2: logic to doing that because that meant you didn't have to do three trips. Like you got you had your day off and you came here and watched a bunch yeah. of movies. But like Gwen and I watched Mister Rogers last night. Actually, no, we, we've been here three nights in a row because we watched Mister Rogers, Hotel Artemis, and now First Reformed. We could have done one of those as a double bill at least,
1: but sometimes I just like, don't mind splitting them up sometimes. Yeah. but Yeah, I was thinking about that, because today that wouldn't have helped you, because we no. wouldn't be here doing the podcast if you would try to do that.
2: Well, there was once one of our Gold Star superfans, Brad, and I can't remember the movies, but he did, on like a Saturday, did the two matinees and the 7 and 9 o'clock show. So he did four movies, Man. and then the 11 o'clock show was coming up, and I believe it was cinema.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: And... He was gonna go because he was tired, and I was, I peer pressured him into it. I was just like, You did four, you gotta yeah, do five. He might have done
1: Saturday morning cartoons that day, too. That's, yeah, and that's, the, like, that's a three hour right there. Oh man. Yeah, I that, that's, i doing that 10 a.m. to God one. That's the most you could do, yeah. Like, you could do
0: <laughs>
2: Saturday morning cartoons, four movies, and then Rocky Horror or The yeah. Room or Cinema. Like, you don't even know what it is by that point. You're just like bleary eyed. Like, yeah. Why but, am I here? The most I ever did here. Okay, when did... I, I believe it was when Star Trek Generations came out, I think. The Mayfair showed all six oh, wow. classic Trek movies. When did Generations come out? Like, 90... Oh, yeah, because Contact 90, is seven, isn't it? 94. 94? Yeah, so it would have been when I was in high school. And I can't remember how it was laid out, but it must have been, like, 10 a.m. till whatever. But they played, like, six movies. Some of them aren't even two hours. Some of them were a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. But so that's the biggest marathon I've ever done here. Mm-hmm. And that would have been six thirty-five millimeter film, so the projection oh just God. would have been working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well and
1: the first movie is long. Yeah. The second movie like feels pretty quick and short comparatively. But yeah. but we yeah, have one I remember being like, isn't there there's an extended cut too, I think. It's I don't like, think I've almost, ever seen like, that. three hours long or yeah. something. I'm like, I don't know if I need to see that with all due respect. <laughs> but like in that
2: day, everything was double bill, almost everything. The only exception was I remember every once in a while there'd be, you know, the Godfather something three hours long they just mm-hmm. put on one because it didn't work as a double bill i mean we stopped doing that almost 10 years ago oh we only God. do triple bills every once in a while things have changed like just people most people don't despite requesting them most yeah. people don't do double bills yeah it's
1: because everything's online now it's so easy to message rather than actually come out you know like, yeah and i'm guilty of that too yeah where you just be like oh yeah get this get this and i'm like ah geez i got plans tonight and it's like well, at least I mentioned it, though. Well, that's
2: why I'm glad that our last couple of festivals seem to have done well. And our upcoming Winona Ryder Festival, if it's not just social media tricking us, <laughs> seems to have really got people excited. And I like that, because it's kind of
1: weird, it's kind of different. It's a good variety, too. Like, it's not yeah. you're, you're not getting just one type of genre. Like, we're, we're really covering everything.
2: Yeah, and it's funny. I, I was chatting with a friend of mine yesterday, and not an argument, but just she said... She was really looking forward to Reality Bites. And I said, I can't watch Reality Bites because I know people who are Ethan Hawke's character. And especially as a younger person, when you're like... Why do girls like that guy? You know,
1: you get that kind of thing going. Yeah, even when I saw it the first time, like when I I was probably like 10 or 12. Right. Even I I was like, why did she not pick the stable guy with a good job who (laughs) was just like genuinely didn't really do anything wrong, per se, as far as I remember anyway. Yeah. And she picked the slacker dude who's just like, yeah, whoa, you know, life, you know, like. And I know that guy. I've
2: met that guy, (laughs) and I'm just like, I can't watch a movie with you in it anymore. And it's a weird thing to say because it is a very good movie. It's kind of an important movie because with Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo and Ethan Hawke and, and, and like Winona. Too, right? I like it's all these like people. You like them. Yeah. But it's a compliment to him. He did such a good job at playing that horrible person that I have difficulty watching it. Yeah, almost like Denzel in Training Day where you're yeah. just like, oh my God, you're <laughs> so good, but
1: God, you're a jerk. <laughs>
2: well, somebody, a, a younger person than I, our friend Julia who used to work here at the Mayfair, she said, what's Reality Bites? Because she's young enough that she had like no idea what it is. She was like a kid when that's, it came out. Yeah, that's fair. And I said, it's kind of a like the Generation X romantic dramedy. I it's guess. one of the most '90s movies ever oh, made, yeah. and that soundtrack
1: yeah. was ubiquitous too. Generation right. X. Is it's that,
0: that run of Generation X movies, weird. along with like uh, Singles, Singles, and uh, Kicking and Screaming, which I haven't seen, but yeah, that, yeah. That, Even that Clerks first... does Clerks
2: count as a Clerks? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: just disillusioned. Can we throw in post- Cino Man in there or, like, <laughs> for fun? Kind of. Well, that's <laughs> more high school. Yeah, <laughs> this is like we just got out of college and. We can't get a job. Dazed and, and confused. Well, that's that's as, high school. And as as that's the, 70, I'm that's just the naming 70s. movies, all yeah, right? Let me just but that came out that at the right
2: time. People, people mistaken me for Generation X. And I'm like, no, because what my touch oh, is yeah, there. you are. No, no, because... <laughs> you're, the, not a woman, you're, you're not a millennial. I'm right in between. I'm right in between because... You're a baby boomer? Yeah, I'm a baby boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest generation. You are. I'm the greatest generation. Because when I was in high school, Friends was on. And friends were Generation X. So yeah. people in their 20s in the mid-90s. So I, I'm like a l- just a little too young. And I read an article recently, and there's some other name for me. But it's right yeah. in between... Xenials or something? Yeah. You? Because it's like I was a teenager when... Ross and Rachel were in their late 20s or something yeah. so I'm, I'm just a bit off and you're, like, you're
1: only a couple of years older than me because like I was in grade school but also I think high school when Friends was still on like I think yeah. it was you know for a couple of years and I mainly liked the show because it was a bit slightly too old for me like I, yeah. I didn't get some of the jokes even Seinfeld too where I was oh God, like, yeah. I laughed because I knew it was funny and I wanted I guess I wanted to be older than I was or whatever but, but yeah it's a weird in between sort of thing
2: yeah and especially comedy like it is fun to watch stuff like reality bites because it makes you feel even if you're like 10 years younger than me it makes you feel old Mm. because i don't have you guys watched the ben stiller show no i've seen i've seen uh
0: sketches from so i
2: got it on a, a dvd of it for like for like nothing for like four bucks a while ago yeah and it's a lot of talented people in it it's very funny it has the most 90s opening credits that you look at now and almost seem like parody. Yeah. Like just the fashion and neon and the song and the same with In Living Color, yeah. same with those things and you think about stuff that seems middle of the road now and you're like, wow, in 2038, we're going to look back on now and be like, what was that? Yeah. You well, know?
1: even like all the neon and stuff, even stuff like, I watched The Fugitive the other day and the oh, opening yeah. of that is so 90s. Like the movie's still good but it's just yeah. like that whole like, Kind of zoomed in and bleary, and like just the sort of like font and stuff. Like, it's just it's, it's hard to describe, but it's one of those things where you see you're just like, Oh, yeah, this was in the mid 90s. And <laughs> then there's
2: weird anomalies I find every once in a while, and there's the occasional haircut or shoulder pad that kind of points it out. But I think Ghostbusters you can kind of look at, and most of it is almost timeless. Like, they don't have cell phones or the internet, but you look at Bill Murray in that. And he's kind of wearing what Bill Murray does now. Mm -hmm. They're kind of wearing suits, you know. They're kind of wearing t-shirts and jeans or whatever. And it's really, you know, Sigourney Weaver kind of, when she's coming out from work at the orchestra, she has her crazy hair and shoulder pads on. But some stuff like that is a little timeless, but other things you watch and... I mean, and you go older than that, like the 30s to 40s. And it's just... They didn't even have the pattern down of how people really talk yet. (laughs) And everybody talks in that movie voice, like...
1: I would say, like, maybe Jurassic Park is, is borderline timeless. Like, I'm sure yeah. it's a bit of the fashion, you know, maybe, but just in terms of, especially in terms of, like, you know, effects and, and uh, the animatronic stuff, you know, but it's, you yeah, know, I, I, that's still a movie that can just bring you in instantly when you just watch a couple of minutes and you're like, oh, geez, well, now i got to watch the rest right. of the movie. Well, because <laughs> even,
2: like, Star Wars isn't timeless despite it being a completely alien world and universe. Because Mark Hamill has a 1970s haircut. Right, which they and... redigitized in the <laughs> yeah. 97 version, you know. So there's little things like that. Like, I almost think Planet of the Apes is more timeless than Star Wars because everyone's just kind of in, like, military garb.
1: Pretty much, yeah, it's so stripped down yeah. that, that you're, like, really the only big sets are kind of, like, ape villages and stuff. And we're like, well, how do we know what that would look like? <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: were you alive during the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> I just retweeted a thing that The Retroist posted and it was um, an article from the 90s where Oliver Stone was going to direct and Arnold Schwarzenegger star yeah. in a Planet of the Apes
1: movie. I saw that and I was like, it's always you that retweets that stuff. Right. I'm like, oh, this is a cool <laughs> article. I mean, yeah, it was Josh.
2: <laughs> but it, I'm fascinated by the, the multiverse run Lola run aspect of stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. imagine how different our pop culture world would be if Oliver Stone and Schwarzenegger did that movie it means that Tim Burton and Marky
1: Mark yeah. probably wouldn't have done that movie. And that was, like, 2001, I think. Yeah. I mean, that one, so that would have been just a few years yeah. before. Yeah, so I Tim guess. Burton would
2: have done something else, you know? Like, it's it's always interesting to see movies that just almost happen. Yeah,
1: well, and Tim Burton almost did the... Uh, I don't know if you know, either of you guys probably do, but the... Uh it was called uh, Dinosaurs Amok or something oh d- or Dinosaurs. like after Mars Attacks yeah, yeah and yeah, Tim yeah. Burton was supposed to make that movie yeah. but then after Jurassic Park he was sort of like I don't know and I, I think because
2: Mars Attacks know. didn't make enough money
1: and it was well he chose to do Mars Attacks instead oh, supposedly cool. he, he was going to do one or the other or hopefully both and then yeah Mars Attacks I don't know oh, I'm man. just bummed because like I wanted to love that and even as a kid when I saw Mars Attacks I was like Yeah, uh, yeah the yeah, cast yeah. and the director everything's great but it's just it's not that good, I don't know what It's happened. a weird,
2: a funny thing to say, we're going to make a movie based on trading cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like was it Pirates of the Caribbean based on a sh- sh- yeah. ride, you know? But, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, anytime somebody says, oh, Hollywood's had of no ideas, I'm like, no, <laughs> they've never had an idea. They or make- they have ideas, to- they're just yeah. not great ideas. <laughs> yeah, there's this threat looming that we've seen little tiptoes of where they made the Battleship movie, but I remember reading an article where they said I forget who it is like Hasbro Milton Bradley whoever the board game company is mm-hmm. and they sold the rights and some of these you could look at and go like okay but one was another Clue movie which they've done yeah uh, another Clue movie they, they're yeah. gonna do like a Clue reboot
1: Clue 2 Clue 2 yeah. Electric Boogaloo <laughs> yeah. Clue 2 brought a nickname are that? they still doing Monopoly yeah Monopoly they were thinking of they did Battleship Tetris was Candylands I don't know if they're still trying to guess do guess who Yes. Oh man, Keep hungry, things. hungry hippos. Hungry, <laughs> hungry hippos would be cool. <laughs> I just might giant watch that. hippos invading a city. Yeah, Connect Four. The movie <laughs> Pixar could crush a hungry, hungry hippos movie. Let's be honest. I mean, but
2: like Monopoly, I just imagine like it would be Wall Street, right? Just remake Wall Street, Psycho
1: style, like frame for frame, but call it Monopoly instead
2: of Wall Street.
1: Yeah, and if we can get uh, Sam, uh, you know what's his name from Lebowski, to be the Monopoly guy. Yeah, that would be amazing. They said there's a somebody bought the rights to the Magic 8-Ball. That's not even... That's
2: barely a game. <laughs> I know. But with a gun to my head, I would like to be in that room making a pitch because I think I could do a pitch for a Magic 8-Ball movie where it's kind of Jumanji or kind yeah. of Ouija board. With comedy, for sure. Yeah, and you it's like... You could do
1: a good comedy with that. It's
2: like Stranger Things with... Magic eight ball, and they yeah. they shake it, and it says something, and then a monster shows up. Like, yeah. I could do that. All right, I, yeah, I, you, I think you won me over. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like
1: eight ball, the movie or whatever. I mean, maybe you'd have to say magic eight ball because like I wanted it to like happen because cool it would movie.
2: be so silly. It would be so like, and seem so old because yeah. now kids all play video games. So I imagine just. Hollywood trying to sell Magic 8-Balls like that's, trying to like
1: it's not the worst idea though because I mean that's better than like Uno the movie yeah <laughs> like, I, I like was, the idea I was
0: like Yahtzee the movie Yahtzee
1: these are all like high stakes all... games like very intrigued see someone in Hollywood is going to somehow listen to this podcast and just rip off all these ideas Man, that I feel like 8-Ball is the best of the ones we mentioned because yeah. like that does have elements where you just like you jokingly are like am I going to whatever and then it comes true yeah. and you're like oh my god this dude's got the magic touch like
2: set it do the Stranger Things thing and set it in the 80s or set it in I don't know when 8-Ball happened I think even earlier 60s you yeah. know like hashtag 8-Ball like, <laughs> yeah.
1: we're going all in on this it but, takes place in an underworld under upside down world as well I imagine Jack Black stars in it as like a teacher or he plays the 8-Ball actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were able to get him or Wilson from uh, Castaway plays the 8-Ball are they going to
0: say Wilson from Home <laughs> <laughs> Improvement I, ta- ta- I think he I think he died
1: Oh, God. You had to bring it back there. Oh, we bring it down. So much death. Just when we were doing so well, you know. We haven't even mentioned all the movie birthdays today. I made a list so I wouldn't forget. (laughs) Movie birthdays? Uh, So, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is 27 today. Okay. Day of the Dead is 33 today. Mm -hmm. Obviously more important. Yes. And this was two days ago, but Jaws 4 is 31. Jaws 4. I love Jaws 4 because it's the go
2: to point out that Michael Caine is like a plumber. He plays is his character's name. He'll just take any job. He's just like... So good. He's like, I got two weeks
1: off, sure, I'll go and do that. And then he has some quote about how it bought him a house or something. He's just like, I love Jaws it. like I've never watched the movie, but it bought me a a lake house or something. Yeah, no shame
0: there. He had won his, I think he couldn't accept his Oscar for Hannah and and her sisters because he was making Jaws no, no, he
1: won the for Oscar for Jaws. 4, is What you're <laughs> thinking? So oh. he could, because he was filming Hannah's sisters. Oh, he could, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, I believe that's what it is. I remembered it fairly exactly. sure about that. I
2: remember Kevin Smith saying they wanted to hire him to write a new Jaws movie. In like oh. it, w- it was around the time when he wrote like the Superman script. Okay. And they were gonna just do a new Jaws movie. They were gonna do like Jaws: The Next Generation kind of thing. Oh God. I mean, they could have called
1: Meg. Big Jaws. Big Jaws. Like it basically <laughs> is. Jaws. That's probably going to be like the Australian title of it or something. Yeah. Super oh yeah, Jaws. It's got big Jaws? Yeah, yeah, big, yeah. That's really more. That was just my British accent again, like always <laughs> no, it always is. Big Jaws? That's the Beatles. <laughs> oh, Big <laughs> Jaws. Oh. oh, we got Jaws. McCartney. John and Big Jaws. <laughs> Ringo Starr is Big Jaws. I would watch that and if he has a cameo. It's just like, Lordy, that's a big shock. Oh, it's a big Shark. <laughs> On my list of horrible movies that I haven't seen, Ringo did
2: a caveman movie oh man yeah I think in the late Cave, 70s caveman
0: with Dennis Quaid and I've never I remember, seen I, it of course I, I remember when it was on television Shelly yeah. Long
1: I, mean, I I don't remember seeing it on video. Shout out on was, Blu-ray, like uh, I think it, it might have just gotten a release like in the last year. Like or Shout just, Factory releasing that or something, something. Well, like it's as a curio, they could do worse. I mean, oh, they'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much Bless random them. stuff coming out, and like that's the, the one uh, cool. Well, there's many cool things, but the cool thing about Sadio uh, Comic Con that's on right now yeah. is all the announcements coming out of that, and like Scream Factory's big thing is tomorrow. I think they're announcing oh. ten, ten titles. Having recently released, or you know, announced Creepshow, which is huge, but now yeah. like. It could be anything. Like, speculate now. Well, by the time anyone hears this, they'll probably have announced it, but... Lee texted me in a panic because they announced a new season
2: of Star Wars Clone Wars surprise <laughs> season. And it, that's...
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So that makes sense because I saw his tweet about it and I thought he was just yeah. sort of like... I thought he was like, remember this show? It's great and you can watch it again. I'm like, yeah, well, you can, I suppose. He's very happy. Yeah. He's just, he's easily pleased when it comes to Star Wars news, but yep. like, this is more exciting. And and speaking of creep show, they just announced a new TV series, Yeah, Shudder. Is bringing uh, with uh, Greg Nicotero from Can uh, Effects and The Walking Dead. It's et interesting et that the
2: anthology is coming back because for a while the big thing against it was it was just too expensive. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we need new wardrobe every every episode, new actors, new yeah. locations. It's cheaper to do, you know, the IT crowd where it's all in one set. But I think I think. Jordan Peele's doing Twilight Zone yeah and then this creep show and then I I heard something
1: about JJ doing Tales from the Crypt possibly well it was uh, Shyamalan was doing it oh Uh, Shyamalan's doing it but it got cancelled you know which is almost better in a way like just because like it never would have I was really excited about it and yeah. I'm not going to defend everything Shyamalan's done but I'm also not going to call him a hack like everybody wants to yeah well he's back now yeah he's that's... like so I doing uh, pretty...
0: glasses coming out soon yeah Yeah. the trailer's out tomorrow
1: yeah pretty excited. everything's happening tomorrow so. yeah it's
2: all, it's, it, the next few days will be nerded up to the extreme because yeah. of San Diego going on, all of that.
1: I'm, I'm, yeah. Creep Show, I'm very excited about. And and there was, I'm sure you all remember the short-lived Creep Show raw web series <laughs> that was spearheaded by the guy who played Fez on that '70s show. What? Yeah, Wilmer Valderrama directs Creep Show. How could that have been bad? Got canceled immediately. I don't. I never even heard. of it <laughs> Yeah, that. don't. I wouldn't. It's it's about on par with Creep Show three. So yeah. if you didn't know there was a Creep Show three, you're good not knowing about these things. <laughs> I knew there was, but I haven't seen it. Again, no, don't. It. Don't do
2: it it to yourself. So we mentioned Won't You Be My Neighbor, which we keep calling Mr. Rogers, but it's Won't You Be My Neighbor. Is the Mr. Rogers documentary.
1: I feel like people get
2: it. First Reformed, Back for a Second Week, which is Paul Schrader's big return, his best movie Mm. in a couple decades, probably. Our Ottawa premiere this week is Ideal Home with Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd. Which uh, Your favorite movie poster. Oh my god, with the worst Photoshop movie poster you've ever seen. You don't think about it, you look at it, you go, that's a
1: movie poster. Yeah. And then you look at it again, and it's like some horror movie where it gets like worse and worse and <laughs> yeah. into your soul. It's like a Rorschach test. It's like, what do you see in this terrible poster? And again, like the trailer, which I think looks very
2: funny. All these scenes with Paul Rudd, Steve Coogan, and the actor playing their adopted son or whatever... Yeah how hard would it have been during those three months to take five minutes and snap a bunch of photos you're like no we're gonna do a bad
1: photoshop we got the even the floating heads might have been better to be honest nobody likes the floating heads It blows my mind i don't understand although the floating heads is a good band name i feel like if we ever turn this into a trio we could probably (laughs) use that
2: so ideal hope and a surprise auto premiere because like steve coogan's a giant star paul rudd's in a big superhero movie right now yeah and still we get the auto premiere so that's great And then we have the Quentin Tarantino Fest continues
1: with Jackie Brown,
2: which I'm coming to see because I don't think I've seen it in 20 years.
1: I never, I haven't seen it start to finish. The only time I've seen it is when I was still young and my parents rented it. And the day that, the next morning when they were going to be returning it, I quickly went into my room. I had about an hour and Uh I watched it, quote unquote, which meant watching about half an hour, fast forwarding slow parts, watching it and fast forwarding to the end. So yeah. Which is not I'm sure you I can't got say it. I have an opinion <laughs> on the movie because it's not fair, but I, that's my memory of Jackie Brown. Just seeing the trailer that we have in rotation and with Michael Keaton, who
2: I love, and Robert mm-hmm. Forrester, and Sam Jackson, and Robert De Niro, and Bridget Fonda, who's retired now, and you're like, uh, wow, she's really, retired? She retired maybe 15 years ago, and I think it was because <laughs> A. Hollywood's a horrible place. Right. And B... She uh, wants
0: to do the mom thing? She
2: did, yeah. She married Danny Elfman, and they have a couple kids. Oh my God, I don't so even know if I knew that. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes back sometime, but it was just the other day, I was talking with Gwen about it, and she said something, but, oh, I saw the Bridget Fonda in something. What's she done lately? And I'm like, she hasn't done anything in like a decade, and looked it up on IMDb, and the last thing she did was some TV miniseries like yeah. 13, 15 years ago. Man. Yeah, I think she just left and was like, I got enough money. My husband's making money. I'm gonna go be a mom, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if she does a Jane Fonda like comeback, like her aunt, you know. Bridget Fonda's Diary. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) That that would be a great title if she was doing like a reality series based on I don't know hanging out with Danny Elfman. Yeah, I don't know. I want to hang out with Danny Elfman. I would watch that.
2: (laughs) Funny thing is, because I made the little flyer for us, Jackie Brown has the exact same running time as Pulp Fiction. Wow, really? 154 minutes. Every once in a while that happens, and it's just weird where it's like he did two movies in a row with the exact same. Weird running time. Uh Not two hours on the dot, not 90 minutes.
1: 154 minutes. And I'm personally attached to that movie because of the Toronto Raptors bag that Samuel Jackson has in the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. As a huge, uh, you guys both look shocked. I'm shocked. You're shocked. I didn't
2: or? know. I didn't know Raptors were that old. What did Raptors?
1: In '95. Oh wow. Yeah, and he's like, "You got it." And He's like, "Right here in my Raptors bag," and he points wow. at it. He literally says Raptors bag. Do you know why? Not I, well. Actually, I do. I was about to say no. No, nope. I was going to yeah. make up an excuse actually, but the reason is that he was a big fan of the Raptors. Even though like they were new but he kind of he just liked the idea of them or whatever and so he has this Raptors bang this is like kind of a stylistic choice by Samuel Jackson you know that ties in great with that huge Raptors train everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah. it, but anyway I cut and paste the headline
2: and Facebooked it over to Eric saying like Big news! This guy got traded for this yeah. guy. And
1: I'm like, and I was like, I know that this is big news because Josh is messaging yeah. me about a sports thing. I was like, you know that that's noteworthy, and the fact that I was able to compare it or to bring that together with the movie we're showing this coming week. Yeah, is I was like, I don't know. It
2: was like two guys with harder to pronounce names. <laughs> I don't know the city he got yeah. traded to. I just know that it was an uproar on yeah. the, on the Twitter and basketballs, basketball something like that. Why yeah. is it called basketballs? There's two baskets. It's true, <laughs> and they were originally baskets back in the day. You know, that's a whole other thing, but. In the good old days, before they got ruined with yeah. with speed and skill,
1: we and... <laughs> needed those peach baskets back.
2: But <laughs> it was played by slow Canadian people. Yeah, that's who, how it was. Who forgot to cut the bottom out of the basket? I like,
1: feel like I need to come to Jackie right Brand now just to woo the Raptors yeah. bank card. The one person in the theater is like woo.
2: We should tag the Raptors and maybe they'll give us a shout out. Man, that'd be great. We should just put Toronto Raptors Presents Jackie Brown at it's the Mayfair essentially Theater. Essentially true. I feel like
1: I love that little tidbit because it's such an obscure little weird thing yeah, that no weird. one would think of. When that happens, I <laughs> yeah. swear, both of you guys are going to be like thinking of me. There it is. Yeah. I'll be sitting at home
2: watching some terrible thing. Uh, and then we have Rocky Horror Picture Show back, hosted by the Absent Friends Shadowcast. And then a rental this week, but a cool screening is a weird screening is the oh, 45th anniversary of KISS oh yeah that's this that's it's his weekend it's happening so the KISS army and I don't know who the KISS army is I don't know no, <laughs> like, is, is that like, like a KISS club. fan club yeah you yeah. don't
1: talk about KISS army that's yeah. the first rule I think
2: so the KISS army the, the big fan club is presenting has rented the theater and is presenting Detroit Rock City and one of the actors from Detroit Rock City James DeBello, is going to be here to introduce the film and do a little Q&A and stuff like that man And then, Targ has a Kiss cover band that night, so it's it's a matinee of Detroit Rock City, and then a Targ show at night. So it's he's gonna go over to Targ, maybe. I believe so. Yes. That's so. It's this crazy Kiss anniversary. Our best friends over at Targ joining in with us. This is
1: so weird. Like this, honestly, all sounds fake to me. Like it sounds like a gag that someone's pulling, and to see if we'll actually do it.
2: Well, and it's like no disrespect to Detroit Rock City, but or or the Kiss Army or the Kiss Army.
1: No disrespect. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get killed by the Kiss Army. But
2: when you think of Detroit Rock City, it's not a movie that you're like, you know, the Godfather, anniversary edition. we like, Days and confused, like, to, which yeah. I, for some reason, keep bringing up, but... If you are a fan of Detroit Rock City, this is really... You probably haven't seen it on the big screen in 19 years. If at all. Yeah, so this is your chance to come and see this. Yeah, like, so.
1: honestly, you know, as much as we joke, like, yeah. it is a big deal, like, not you know to, to me personally but like I, there's so much stuff that's a big deal to me that no one cares about so it's.
2: I have a feeling it's gonna be like I think there are 325 KISS fans in Ottawa who are going to come to see this movie in full makeup I hope I, I bet you there will be makeup I bet you I remember this was a few years back this was maybe man maybe 7 years ago 6 years ago KISS was here at headlining Blues Fest oh yeah And I was on a follow spot for that. And usually follow spot, there's two or maybe four if it's like a big, bigger band. And Mm -hmm. Say like Weezer, you'll have like one spot on each member. Often you'll only have two and it's like one on the lead singer and then you'll hop around on solos. KISS had eight follow spots. It was because two spots on each guy. So somebody had the lucky task of being on the drummer, but even the drummer moved because at one point the drummer goes up in the air and like spins around like a top.
1: Oh, my God, and there's fireworks everywhere. And, and all they're this, all, like, like it's,
2: 70, you yeah. know, like... Because yeah,
1: they're not running around a lot, I guess.
2: But. Yeah,
0: and it was... I joked at first that... Well, Paul Stanley had, like, his knees and his hips replaced, I think. Oh yeah, my God.
2: All, and then there's a part where... A I think it was Paul Stanley
0: <laughs> gets onto, like, a
2: zipline and flies over the crowd. Good Lord. And he's, like, a grandpa, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, I can't even... Man, that's that, that kind of sounds like a fun gig, though. It was great, but I said, the first part of it, I said, you could have just put four sacks of potatoes on the stage with like makeup on (laughs) yeah and just hit play on like a cd and it would have been the same thing it's all fireworks and blood spewing and Mm. stuff but the encore this very nice lighting director and it's not like the old days like everyone's kind of nice and has kids and you know nobody's like doing cocaine in front of you it's all like everything's fine nobody's
1: punk anymore
2: yeah and it's very nice australian fellow goes okay ladies and gentlemen some big surprise is going to happen do your best to stay on your targets and then bam more confetti than I've ever seen in 10 lifetimes comes out <laughs> and you work
1: here so I mean you've seen some I've confetti, seen confetti in your time
2: it's so thick that instead of my spot going the whatever 500 feet to the stage yeah. it's stopping like 8 feet in front of me and I could see it stopping because it's so thick with paper yeah. in the air and I was laughing I was actually laughing because it was like confetti for 15 minutes as they <laughs> sang rock and roll all night and part of every day yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> and uh but it's a show, and, like, I mean, and so now they're, like, you know, 75 and still doing this. I heard yeah. they were going to, like, replace themselves. With they were robots? No, with, like, a cover band, essentially. I thought they were going to, like, do a reality show and find their replacements, essentially. Like, oh give them a the thumbs up and then go
1: retire and then, Is I don't know. Is that even worth it? Like, at that point, just do holograms. I mean... Well, like,
2: in five years, it's going to be their 50th anniversary. Truly. And even if they were young at first... That means they're all going to be 75. We're all young at first. <laughs> We're all young. Come that's on. true. Yes. <laughs> Don't you know how life works? Well played.
1: <laughs> that's fun. I, but, that was a... That was a... Man, I didn't go to that show, but that was like one of the biggest in Blues Fest history. Oh, yes, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. It was packed. That's insane.
2: But yeah, so Detroit Rock City, which is, you know, this 1999 film that probably hasn't been on the screen in Ottawa the since 1999. Film that could. And, yeah. <laughs> I like when stuff like that happens. So, so yes, yeah, so that's the big fun event for that and it's just $10 ticket price so not too horribly expensive. Is it a and a after or before? I believe it's like an introduction and then a and a and then maybe time for a few autographs and maybe selling
1: headshots or something like that, Yeah. same as like at a Comic-Con or whatever, but Yeah. We sent around a schedule like yeah. Your staff schedule, and I looked at it, and then instantly forgot most of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think there's like 40 minutes for autographs. You can get. Them.
2: He was in Cabin in the Woods, not Cabin in the Woods, Cabin Fever.
1: Oh man! Oh, yeah. All right, was, I, I, I'm Cabin not gonna Fever. lie to you. I was a lot more excited the yes. first thing he yes, said yes, yes, as yes, opposed yes. to the second
2: thing, but that's still cool. Yeah, he was in. Cab- I was looking at his IMDb, and that was the other thing oh that my, I recognized. You know what?
1: I never even thought of that. Like, I really need to find and print out some obscure poster from something that he's in, and just yeah. be like,
2: "Oh, hey!" It's, like <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> my friend said for Shatner, what did he bring him? He brought him something like somebody good. Choice, like it was like a VHS of Loaded what, Weapon One or something, or, or like Impulse. Is yeah, like I,
1: have a, I have like a oh, burned
2: DVD. It was it was the the giant tarantula movie. Oh yeah and Shatner just looked at him smirked and said there's always one <laughs> there's always some
1: jackass yeah I hope he I don't know I mean he, it, I always yeah, hope yeah. people are cool with stuff like that cause it's, especially him because it's like dude you're rich as F man oh, yeah, you yeah. don't like just we're just having fun like yeah. you know Adam West wouldn't care if he brought in a copy of Maxim Zool man I would've got like, Adam West get
2: this? to sign the Mystery Science theater movie god that's what I was impressed with Kim Cattrall, like Kim Cattrall, has gone to Mystery Science Theater festivals. Yeah, so clearly she has a good. I have a feeling she'll be humor. in the
0: new season.
1: That would yes. I, could see I that. think that's a possibility. Well, yeah. especially now that like they're bankrolled and I mean they're established. And so, she's
0: she was supposed to be in the movie that they were going to do some sort of scene with, right? It, but they they cut it.
1: Oh man, studio I hope that said no to out. it. Yeah, that's fun. and she's she's in some good. Because she still tweets too. with them, I think. Yeah, she tweets with those see guys, that's
2: so... I, it's so funny that I'm about to say this, but that's why in the Sex in the City War between her and Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. all I think about is, I don't know, she seems really cool with my Mystery Science Theater friends, so I think I'm on her side. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, like, Matthew
1: Broderick's done some shady stuff, and he's married, so that, I don't we know. We were just... Was married. No, so we gotta wrap this up, but I was just saying that <laughs> where
2: a friend teased me because going to see Hotel Artemis, and she said, Jodie Foster's a Mel Gibson apologist. Mm. And I joked with her, and I said... I can't keep track of what we can't watch anymore because everyone's evil and she laughed and her favorite movie is Ferris Bueller and I said Uh I still love Ferris Bueller and Matthew Broderick's done some things and she said
1: yeah yeah Yeah. I like Jodie Foster but I mean some of those roles have not been great just like for everyone but Elysium accent I'm not going to co-sign that one that's right think about that weird (laughs) accent yeah you were about to try to close it off and now you're thinking of that weird accent
2: but we gotta go because this movie's gonna end you guys gotta go back to work and I gotta go watch First Reformed true So thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Tar. If you're coming to Detroit Rock City, double up and go to the Kiss Cover Band. Why not? You can check us out on all the social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and come visit us soon for more cool movies and the
1: upcoming Winona Ryder Festival. That'll be fun. And come see my hunchback movie, First Deformed. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of that earlier. I was like, can I work this in? Yeah, I'm going for it. You're doing it.
2: Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye -bye. See you on the aisle. (laughs) See you on the aisle. I'm bringing it back. I'm making t-shirts for that. (laughs)
1: we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition.
0: Once, they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. We got totally lied to by our album covers, man. Taking in the sights.
1: Not bad, dude! We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken.
0: Making new friends. Excuse us,
1: dude, but is there any way we can get back?
2: You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my
1: battleship. Best two out of three. What? Enjoying the family. No way! Invading the present. I totally possess my dad.
0: <laughs> Battling the future.
1: You're metal, dude. Excuse
0: us, but your shoes are untied. <laughs> can't believe we just met the death. And meeting their maker.
1: Guy? Congratulations on Earth. Not to mention your other great planets. Mars, Jupiter, Uranus.
0: It's the comeback of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's a trip.
1: Best of seven? Damn right.
2: Oh, dude. Ah,
1: Left hand red.
0: Bill and Ted's this journey.